It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at chicagoverseunited.com. This week, talking with Marky Hadlish, Tristan Hammond, Joel Cohen, and Dustin Courier of the Felix Culpa in an interview recorded at the group's practice space in advance of their final show, happening Friday, December 9th at the Metro. Here's how that sounds. I'm a black here with the members of the Felix Culpa. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Doing good. Doing Lovely. Good. Yeah. Doing all right. Sweaty. Yeah. Uh, we're here at your rehearsal space. It's Wednesday night. You are playing your final show two nights from now. I mean, it, it's hours away, and you're kind of like grinding away, doing final rehearsals and everything right now. How does everyone feel in the band at this moment? Excited, but stressed the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's a large range of emotions, I think, but... Um, I don't know, it feels good. We're rehashing some old songs, and it should be fun. It's kind of like when when your favorite pet is going to be put down at the end of the week, and you just, you know, you spend the rest of the week, like, you know, hugging it and cuddling it and feeding it its favorite treats. And inviting hundreds of people to (laughs) celebrate it. (laughs) It's more like a celebration of its life. than uh, Ordering tons of shirts for your pets. Yeah, yeah. Posters for your pet. Like pressing your pet on vinyl. <laughs> Come on, innovators. That's yeah. uh, to the end. The final show, the final Felix Culpa show, is happening this Friday, December 9th, at the Metro. How long has this event kind of been in the works? Like, at what point did you Eight say, years. like. <laughs> <laughs> what point did you know, like, at what point were you like, you know what, this December, December 9th, like, end of this month, end of this year, that's going to be it? I think it was probably, what, God, almost five months ago at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Right when we got back from tour. Yeah. yeah. Right when yeah, we the got back from the, the so Deer Hunter tour. A little tour. bit later, but the, the idea was chosen. The idea was chosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think we, we, we decided that it was just sort of time, and we, uh, Metro had approach us, approached us earlier on in the year about doing another show with them, so when we decided we were going to do like one last hurrah of a show, uh, we would do it at Metro. Uh, we've always loved playing there. And uh, so, yeah, they gave us available dates, and the ninth was kind of the, the pick we went with. I think the biggest question that anyone, you know, who's a fan of your band would have right now is, is why disband? Why disband now? Why disband at all? Like, what was kind of the, the thinking that went into this decision? Because I would imagine it's not one that was made lightly. Being in a band is a lot of work. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and... Uh, a lot of loss. <laughs> people, people don't realize how much of an investment it is of your entire self and you know it's just it's eventually you get to a point of where if it's not moving along and not going up and up yeah it's it gets hard to keep maintaining that i mean i know all of us individually have invested thousands and thousands of dollars into this thing and just never you know and never like got to the point where we felt like okay we can sustain ourselves so i think with that do you think that, you know, I mean, I, I kind of get the feeling that's the reality for a lot of artists right now. Do you feel like that's just kind of where things are in the music business right now? It's not unique to you guys, but it is just where we are at this point in time. Um, I, I honestly think it's it's always been like that for any band that didn't have enough recognition to make uh, an actual life out of this. Um, but I think that as the digital age has come about, and with it, the seedlings of you know hundreds of thousands of sprout-up bands, I think that there are just more people being impacted by not 
being able to make a lifestyle out of it. So yeah, it's it's sort of just one of those things where it's it's always a gamble from day one if it's something you're trying to do long term and it's either going to work out or it's not. I mean, it's kind of like the debate of whether the internet helps or hurts bands because it's easier than ever to get your music out to people, but you're competing with more bands than ever at the same time. So right, yeah, well, and, and you know the fact that the number one thing that a band used to sell was their music is now free. So that that you know it's kind of limits what you can can and cannot do i mean honestly if uh if we didn't all have full-time jobs full-time responsibilities you know families and if we all you know lived in the same space and uh, I'm, I'm sure we'd probably not have an excuse to <coughs> not play music but the fact is you know there's real life and, and the the real life that all of us have and, and those kind of things are kind of what made us write music in the first place it's kind of a weird catch-22 so but uh yeah i mean uh, the one thing I can say is that it wasn't a, it wasn't a big decision where it was like you know like it's it has to be now it's, it was just kind of like it, it felt right and uh, it made sense to to not be doing this anymore you know can't really argue with that Marky I know I spoke to you maybe like two years ago now uh, for Illinois Entertainer yeah, it's right on the eve of the release of Sevier Roots right and uh, something I kind of got the impression from in talking to you then was that. Uh, sever your roots was kind of like I don't want to use the term comeback. That that's like it feels like a goofy word, but but that was the Felix Culpa kind of making it yeah, like a comeback. You guys were kind of coming back from a break. Was that album and, and this era of the band always viewed as kind of like the make or break point? Like if this doesn't give us the return we want, then this would be it. Or did you make that decision later down the line? Um, yeah, I I, 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 think I, I would all say yeah. yeah. To that. I, I, think it was I mean. Like a, it was even a spoken thing. It was well, kind of yeah. like, a, hey, we need to kind of see what happens from this, and if it doesn't really, you know, if it doesn't really, yeah. I mean, we all know that we're not writing commercially viable music, but, you know, there's there's an audience for, for the kind of music we write, I mean, because we like it. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I, I can say that, yeah, I mean, we, we, we definitely put a, a limit on it, and was like, you know, because, I mean, we're all, we're all getting older. We can't, you know, just keep running around ignoring the rest of our lives <laughs> forever. Yeah. Well, I, I am, I guess. <laughs> I quit my job after this, and I'm going full-time with music. But uh, yeah. I was going to say, if, if you're going to be a band that sustains itself, you know, that can tour, that can, you know, just do it all the time, you do have to quit your job. And you do have to tour your ass off, and that's just how you have to do it. And we're ne- we've never been a band that's been able to do that for a multitude of reasons. Well, that's, that's that. the thing. I think that's another thing that went into this kind of just yeah. nod of acknowledgement that it's time is because there's sort of a, a stigma around us as a group playing music because we've spent so many years with just ridiculous ups and downs and... It sort of feels like with every next uh, up we have, the down is, you know, that much deeper. So it just like it's can how much longer can we keep that trend up before it just destroys our friendships and our relationships with our families and, you know, everything. So it's it just yeah, it sort of got to that point where there wasn't really anything left that we could give (laughs) without it destroying everything we love personally. You know, you guys have all kind of touched on this throughout the interview, but what are some of the obstacles that you as a band, and rock bands in general, and bands, artists in general, are facing right now in 2011 going into 2012? Gas prices. Gas prices is for sure. <laughs> Money obviously being probably the biggest, most obvious hurdle. I don't know, it's, it's hard to make money, it's hard to get on decent tour packages, it's hard to do most anything nowadays, it yeah. seems, as a band, just because of the different... The new 
kind of roadblocks that are in the way with technology and the internet and stuff like that. It just makes it easier for kids to get your music without going to see you and right. so on and so forth. Well, and it also seems like a few years ago when the digital age of music really started booming, people were grabbing free music and using it as a reason and a way to discover new music and then go see new bands live. But I feel like we've kind of, that bubble has burst and now there's just free music pouring out everywhere and nobody really goes to shows anymore. So it's, it's, it's tough because then, I mean, that's, that's your income while you're out on the road. And, you know, unless you've got, unless you've got a guarantee, you know, that it's, there's never that reassurance. But even then, if you're on a tour with a guarantee and nobody's coming out every night, then you're screwing promoters and it's tough to work with them again. So, I mean, you know, honestly, like since Q101 went off, even the rock shows that I've gone to, I'm seeing smaller audiences. You have like Patrick Stump who played the Metro. It didn't sell out. I mean, two years ago, Patrick Stump at the Metro would have sold out within a week. Yeah, uh, main sells out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a band that yeah. broke up in, I don't know, what, 2003 or that's, something that's like that? This is sort of the era of comebacks no, yeah, right now as well. Every band in the world that broke up within the last decade is getting back together right now. I think along the lines of what you're saying, though, everything everything's on YouTube. You can yeah. see your band, your favorite band live, you know, so that's well, shows, are, yeah, shows are hurting for I mean, sure. Even, even Maynard from Tool was here with his latest project, and it was a half-empty house. And that's, I mean, Superstar Act, you know. I saw Circus Survive, I think, this year at the Rave. And Milwaukee's not the greatest market, but it was, like, half full room. And I'm sure in Chicago the show's closest sold out. But, I mean, yeah, different markets, different, who knows, I guess, why shows are hurting as bad as they are. Also, honestly, going back to gas prices, we had so many kids say that they literally can't afford to come out and see us. I mean, I, I would used to, I would used to drive two, three hours to go and see shows when I was sixteen, just because yeah, you know. And now, I mean, I, I'm sure there are kids who still do that, but it's harder. It is. It's harder. The thing is, too, I, I think, I think we sort of felt less bad about our decision, or at least less guilty about our decision, when within like a month of us. <laughs> making, you know, kind of the announcement thrice and Thursday both sort of went on hiatus (laughs) or called it quits too. We're like, all right, well, we're not the only people that are being horribly affected by this. We're trendsetters. We're just breaking up bands all over the place just because it's a cool thing to do now. Watch out, bands. Here we come. You know you want to do it. To bum you out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the comeback tour, the bum you out comeback tour. Uh, You know, uh, this this whole interview has been a little bit gloom and doom, but I know that that has been the case throughout the whole band's uh, tenure. What have been some of the highlights of the Felix Culpa's career? Some of the best parts of what you guys have been able to do as a band? For one, we went out on a high point. I think that had a lot to do with the timing of when we chose to to stop. Right. It's because we all felt, you know, it was actually within a week or two of coming off of the best tour that we've ever done. It was really great. You know, we went out with a bunch of friends. We went out with Oh Brother and Deer Hunter and KK and his brother underground and it's awesome. Shows were great every night. Yep. Reception was great every night. Yeah. 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 I only lost my voice for one show <laughs> <laughs> instead of the span of a week of a tour. A lot of bands, even after they call it quits, you would have to play their last show. They might have like a greatest hits, a B sides, like one final EP they haven't put out. Is there any kind of vault material, unreleased stuff we might see from Felix Culpa, or is, or is this Friday just the end? We've got another show at the Metro in February. <laughs> <laughs> and then another album. And then... No. Um, there's unreleased stuff out there, but I think it's unreleased for a reason. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's, we've, we've got plenty of stuff that we... We've got plenty of stuff that, that we demoed at one point that 
almost made it onto Severe Roots before yeah. that album was the album it is now, but it's all unfinished, unpolished. Yeah. Uh, well, vocals and, yeah. and actually, unfortunately, too, the, the recordings are lost, if I'm not mistaken. The like, actual files are lost. Yeah, still, oh, yeah. The MP3s are still flowing around, so but we, like the actual, we could never go back and finish them <laughs> or anything. So, yeah, no, no, no new stuff. <laughs> um, actually, on that note, though, um, there is a possible, there's a chance for one final release. Our debut album, Commitment, um, is being... Uh, put up basically um, with, with the, the Sosa Remission EP that we put out in 2009 as a free internet download. Those are being bundled together as a two LP vinyl set through this, this cool company called Hundo. Basically, it, you know, if, if 100 people pledge to buy it, the, the, it pushes it into production and they'll press a bunch of them and then nice. sell them. And right now, it lasted, there's like 30 people left that need to purchase it. So 30 of you people listening, please go and go to hun.do.com and Buy the freaking thing. Nope. H U N dot D O. There's no dot com because this is the new internet without the dot com. I'll make sure we link that with the podcast. Awesome. Uh, the you. show is this Friday. Uh, I mentioned that before, but it's this Friday, December 9th, the Felix Culpa, the final show at the Metro, last show ever. What can people expect from that? Hopefully, a lot of fun yeah. <laughs> or a sea of people crying. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be bittersweet, but it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be a lot of old songs. People will be pretty happy to hear uh, what. Oh yeah, and the lineup is awesome too. Yeah. Our friends are reuniting. Two different bands are reuniting for the show for our breakup. That's weird. But um, Sainthood's coming out. Yeah, Sainthood reps are coming out nice. from, uh, from from Long Island. There's certainly a lot of pressure for the show, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, we get to have more more fun than I think we've ever had because we, we can just enjoy it and not worry about, like, really impressing to make sure that people want to come back and listen to us. Yeah, and exactly. after today, it's like, or that day, <laughs> or just like, who cares? Like, shit, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, like a whatever happens, happens kind of an attitude, and that's, the, I think, the, the best way. We've, we've been a band that carries an awful lot of, you know, I don't want to say importance, but we put a lot of weight into what we do. And we will, sure. we've always been like, you know, it has to be a certain way. Um, and I think this, this last show is just going to be kind of like, you know, let's just be us and be what we've always been. And hopefully that's enough for everybody. I love it, man. Uh, I hope you guys know that I genuinely have been a longtime fan of the band. Uh, going back to some of your earliest releases on Local 101 when we used to play you guys. And it has been very cool to be able to do some interviews, be able to do what we could have to support you on Local 101 and via the site and everything like that. So Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. I mean, really, like I, I just want you to know, big fan of the music. And I, what you have done, I know I'm not just speaking for me. It has impacted people and it has made a difference. So I hope you guys know that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast or Chicago Scene Salvation. Thanks to the Felix Culpa for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoversunited.com, including interviews with Mark Rose, Joe Troman, Intuit Over It, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministryofthedynasty.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.